there's almost as many teams not trying to win this year that are trying to win. When you can beat up on Milwaukee and Cincinnati in that division, Atlanta and Philadelphia in the East, the West with the Padres and Rockies, you have an excellent chance. If you had to put money on it, I would think you would break that record. It's the future! Down and distance. Well, get ready to talk Chicago baseball. And needless to say, this entire town is energized when it comes to the white ball with the red scene. They should be. They should be. It's huge right now. First place teams, north side and the south side. I want to hit the brakes just a little bit, right? And look at this thing objectively. And to do that, it's only right that we bring in Bob Nightingale, USA Today. You can follow him on Twitter at B Nightingale. Bob, welcome into Down and Distance. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. So let's be objective about this. Everybody's talking about a Subway, or it wouldn't be Subway here, the L Series here in Chicago between the White Sox and the Cubs possibly meeting in the World Series. Taking a step back, the stumbling blocks for both of these teams going down the rest of the season that could keep them from reaching the World Series? Well, in the Cubs' case, you know, you figure it'd be a catastrophe for them not to be in the postseason. So then it's like who gets hot in October. You know, the only uh, flaw with the Cubs, you say, okay, the bullpen's not, you know, played out, tested. A lot of those guys have not been in the postseason. Can they handle it? And that's really about it. You know, uh, you you look at the National League, you know, you figure the, uh, the Nationals should be there. So should the Mets. And so should be the you know, San Francisco Giants or the Dodgers. All those teams have very good starting rotations. She never know what can happen in a short series. Uh, the White Sox just have to uh, you know, keep it going with that rotation. You know, they've been uh, fumbling around for a fish starter, trying Miguel Gonzalez now. You know, they cross their fingers on Matt Latos, wondering how long that will last. And that's their big thing is do they have enough starting pitching to carry them through the regular season to get to the postseason. Bob, we look at the Cubs, and, and Sean and I, we're both on, on odd, sins, odd ends of the spectrum. He's a Sox fan. I root for the Cubs. So I'm looking at the Cubs right now, improving to 25-6. and six, But right now they're a quarter of a way to 100 wins, and it's only May 11th. And I know that sounds crazy, but Cubs fans are super excited about that. But with the high expectations – that were on this team after last season, how it ended to coming into this season. Surprised at any about this start? I mean, I thought they would start out well, but I didn't think that they would start out this well. No, I mean, you know, they were uh, you know, widely predicted to win the division. You know, I picked them to win the World Series. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, to get off this kind of start, okay, the 27 Yankees, you don't expect this. It's not like they're all hitting an all silvers either. I mean, Jason Hayward. Has yet to get going, and it's been uh, five, six weeks now, and they're still winning. They used to have a different guy kind of stepping up, and the rotation's been uncanny. When you know, beginning of the year, talking about the back end of the rotation, you know, will they be all right? And they've been uh, they've been absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, in these games in April and May, count the same as uh, September. So, the, the nice thing for them is that they can build up a, a nice cushion. And that kind of breeze down the stretch where you can rest your regulars and rest starters and be uh, semi-fresh going into uh, postseason October. The Cubs moving forward, what might they be looking for going into the all-star break and the trade deadline 
to solidify this team and strengthen them for what you talked about, being able to match up with other teams that have great starting pitching and also great bullpens in a short series? Well, I would think to try to go for the juggler and maybe trade away some of their uh, a prospect or two and uh, and go for a big time. Go get her all the Chapman from the Yankees or Andrew Miller from the Yankees and really get that shutdown closer. You have that move everybody uh, you know, back in the seventh inning. Then I think you're talking about a, uh, a huge, huge favorite uh, you know, going into the postseason. I think that's the only thing they're really missing. It's just that lights out closer that you only have to think about. You know he's going to close out that game. Yeah, I mean, you start to look at how this team is is structured. And I and I think you have to give credit to, we look at the managers on both sides. We'll get into the, to the Sox. But with Joe Madden and what he's done to be able to keep this team mentally focused every single week, Bob, to, and every game to be able to say, listen, no matter what, every time that you come to the ballpark, expect to win. And we know he has all of his catchphrases and try not to suck on the T-shirts. But all that stuff that people think is funny, I really think that this team is truly, truly buying into. Yeah, you know, the uh, when you look at the Cubs and look at the Houston Astros, they were the two biggest surprises last year. And they were carbon, carbon copies of each other. I mean, Astros, very, very good team. Well, when the, uh, when the season hit, you know, the, uh, the Cubs were very relaxed and kind of braced those expectations. And the Astros have crumbled. Uh, they're just falling apart here, not living up to a thing. And so I think that's a, uh, you know, a reflection of the manager, too. You know, nothing against A.J. Hinch. Uh, you know, they're, they're pitching a struggle big time. But I think it's kudos to, to Madden and that staff to keep everybody relaxed and, you know, looking forward to that game without taking things for granted or, or getting cocky about it and, uh, you know, going to a prolonged losing streak. Let's go to the south side. And we know they're in first place. They got off to a great start. Right now, if they went 500 for the rest of the season, they still would end up with 86 to 87 wins. It's looking pretty good for them making the postseason. We know about the offseason troubles. We know about Adam LaRoche. We know about Chris Sale, his verbal bout with Kenny Williams and the meetings that they ended up having, teammates being unhappy. We move forward. They're in first place. Is it safe to say that Rick Hahn and not Robin Ventura should be applauded for certain moves that he's made? Because it's quite possible that the move he made getting Todd Frazier might be the most valuable piece on this Chicago White Sox team at this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, I think kudos to both those guys. I mean, uh, Rick Hahn grabbed some guys last year, and, and it didn't really work out. I mean, Cabrera uh, struggled the first half. LaRoche was a, a bust all year. And just things did not come together. You know, this year is different. They kind of stayed patient, and it worked out. I mean, uh, they were after Frazier at last year's All-Star break. But once he won the home run derby, they had no chance of getting him. So they get Brett Lowry first, keep winning on Frazier, pull off the three, three-way deal. And then, of course, in the – and uh, late, you know, by getting uh, Jimmy Rollins, Austin Jackson, and Matt Latos, all three uh, huge contributors. And a lot of times, you throw new guys together like that, it takes a long time to gel, uh, if ever. And uh, so kudos to uh, Robin Ventura for keeping those guys together. And even with LaRoche's son, even with the uh, problem that happened in spring training, uh, the players all stuck together. And even Kenny Williams, when he walked out that meeting after being screamed at, particularly from Chris Sale, he says, you know what, at least these guys are together. So it almost uh, fortified their bond. You talk about that patience. Are they starting to see 
their patience paying off when it comes to one Avicel Garcia? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, uh, you know, mixed reviews on the offseason as far as trade him, uh, keep him. Uh, I think they would have traded him if they got a, uh, a decent piece back in return. I still think they would trade him to get a nice starting pitcher. But he's a, uh, you know, playing well right now, hitting well. And this is the type of guy they thought they got when they made that trade originally. It looked like such a great trade for the White Sox. And he just hasn't come through. So if he can uh, produce like they, like they hoped, like he did when they first got him, then I think it really fortifies that lineup. When you start to really look at this, Bob, I mean, it, it's – this this team's call, calling card this season has been the pitching, defense, and timely hitting. And when you look at defensively, a guy that really stands out to me every single time that I watch the White Sox play has been Adam Eaton and how he's been able to not only do it up at the plate but also defensively. And having Austin Jackson in that outfield with him has kind of elevated his game as well and he's talked about that. When you see a guy like Adam Eaton kind of taking advantage of making plays uh, – that's what this team has been all about all season so far. Yeah, he's been a huge surprise. You know, had a very, very disappointing season uh, a year ago. And then a lot of times you, when you move positions, and let's face it, right field is tougher than center field. And so you move him out of his uh, customary spot into a position he hasn't played since college, and he's playing like a gold glove right fielder. He's been spectacular out there. And he credits Austin Jackson a lot, too, by having to relax not having to go all the way over because he knows Jackson can cover so much ground. And it's really worked out well. But it's amazing just how well Eden has adopted a right field, having not played it, you know, for uh, about six, seven years. Here in Chicago, it's a lot of heartbroken fans because we had a team eclipse one of our records that we thought would never, ever be broken. A lot of Bulls fans are sad. Golden State eclipses our 72-10 and 10 season. They win 73 games. Is it possible that these Chicago Cubs could capture the Seattle Mariners' 116 wins? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, the way they're playing, uh, and, and the one thing, too, is you look at the National League, and the National League is is, is built in halves and half not. There's almost as many teams not trying to win this year that are trying to win. And so when you can beat up on Milwaukee and Cincinnati in that division, you know, go over and, uh, and beat up in Atlanta and Philadelphia in the East, uh, the West with the Padres and Rockies, uh, I think they have an excellent chance. You know, if you had to put money on it, I would think they would uh, uh, break that record. You know, the only thing that would cost them that is if they just kind of uh, go to a nosedive in September or so because they already have the thing mathematically clinched. I mean, right now their magic number is already 124. I mean, you're already uh, cutting down the magic numbers with the big lead they've already got. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to kind of see how – They've started. And I think when you look at new additions, especially with the Cubs, when you get guys like Jason Hayward, but to me, the guy that's been red hot right now has been Ben Zobris, who you love to be able to see him and what he's doing at the plate defensively for this Cubs team has really moved forward. And we're starting to see what this team is all about. And they talk about it. And I listened to Joe Madden say, man, I've seen Zobris play well, but he's playing just as well as I've seen him ever. And he's doing that for us here in Chicago. Yeah, you know, when they uh, when he became a free agent, Kansas City knew they weren't going to be able to afford to retain him. And he had so many offers because people know he's just a true professional hitter and, and a virtual uh, defender where he can move him around all over. And Ben Zobos was the first one to say he credits Joe Madden for making him that super utility player uh, and being that virtual in, in Tampa and, and running with it. 
uh, yeah, this guy could play for any team and, and almost any position. Uh, now we're seeing his strength. So if he can stay healthy uh, all year, you know, this guy's got a chance to be, you know, in MVP consideration, at least top 10. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable. I, I was thinking, too, wanted to get your take on Steven Strasburg's new deal and, and what that means for the Cubs and Jake Arrieta moving forward. Well, and the big surprise with Strasburg was he's going to be a free agent five months and elected to go ahead and stay. Uh, when we saw the big contracts for David Price and Brinkley last year, over $200 million, you figure Strasburg being you know, a couple of years younger would top 200 But elected to stay. It's almost like, you know, Hey, he works, uh, the agent, Scott Morris, works for him, not the other way around. So he says, I'm comfortable going, throwing some uh, bio clauses in there, opt-out clauses in there, and uh, I'll reevaluate in three or four years. And so I think Jake Arrieta, and it's, it's a point where, you know, what does he really want? Right now he wants a seven-year contract. The Cubs weren't willing to offer three or four years last winter. And I think the same thing is going to happen again. You know, the Cubs might offer a four-year deal, and I still think he'll want uh, a seven-year deal, at least a six. And you can't blame him. When you see David Price get that kind of money and, uh, and Greg get the, at, the, at the, about the same age and the way he's dominating right now, I, I think he would be foolish to uh, jump and take a, a short-term contract when everybody else is getting a big-term, long-term contract. The Chicago Cubs seem to be the darlings of Major League Baseball right now. What team or what story is being overlooked by how much attention is being paid to Chicago Cubs when it comes to the rest of Major League Baseball? Well, there's a few. I mean, the uh, you know, starting the White Sox, uh, as you've talked about, they're, they've been overlooked nationally for sure how well they've been playing. Uh, the Washington Nationals, with what Dusty Baker has done to that team, has been overlooked. Uh, you know, the, the Mets are playing uh, quite well. Uh, but otherwise, it's just, you know, when it, when the team's going that great, all your attention goes on them. They've really kind of taken the uh, shine off the uh, the teams that are struggling so badly. When you look at the Minnesota Twins and the AL Central and the Braves and the NL East, I mean, they're going toward historic, horrible performances. And people aren't really noticing it's hurt talking about the Cubs so much. Are you surprised with what Seattle's been able to do in the American League West? Yeah, that's a great point. I forgot about that. Yeah, I am. You know, during the uh, during spring training, they had a different feel about them. Robinson Cano had a chip on his shoulder, like, you know what? Uh, I, I, I'm going to prove I'm still one of the top players in the game. I'm embarrassed what happened last year. And uh, they're jumping on his shoulders as well as Nelson Cruz. And, yeah, that's a prime example of the team being overlooked. Uh, this is the latest they've been in first. This is the latest they've been in first place since 2003. Got service. First time manager. Most Cubs fans would know him from his time here with the Chicago Cubs, the job he's done and kind of resurrecting this team and bringing them back to what you were just talking about, respectability. Yeah, very, very good job. I mean, usually a first time manager usually going to fall on their face. We see it time and time again, you know, outside uh, Mike Matheny in St. Louis. But, you know, he and uh, Jerry DePoto are like best of friends and uh, they've kind of taking that together. It's like uh, it, it, it's us uh, together in this. And so he, he agrees with the front office moves. He gives a lot of feedback. And sure, he's going to make mistakes as a first-time manager, but he has these guys playing very, very well. And you saw it in spring training. Usually spring training means absolutely nothing. You know, as, as the Arizona Diamondbacks approved, you know, having such a great, great spring and getting off to such a lousy start. 
But the Mariners just had a different feeling this year. You know, I, I still don't think they're going to win the West, but I, I do believe they're going to be uh, competitive and be over 500 when it's all said and done. Bob, I got to get your take before we let you go pretty soon. But um, the Cubs winning that series and sweeping the Nats, a lot of talk was uh, talking about just trying to figure out how uh, if they were playing smart baseball or if they were playing scared baseball here in Chicago. To me, Joe Madden, you know, just trying not to figure out not how to pitch. You know, you just want to know what's going on. I want to get your take on scared baseball or smart baseball by Joe Madden not being able to pitch to the big guy who we got to cool down just a little bit. No, it's just it's smart baseball. You know, it's no different than, uh, you know, double-teaming uh, double teaming Curry, you know, when you, when you play Golden State or uh, as one of the great wide receivers, uh, Fitzgerald with, with Arizona. You just, you know, make, make somebody else beat you. And that's what they've done. I mean, that's what teams did with Barry Bonds and San Francisco Giants. Said, I don't believe the guy behind him can beat him, so I'm going to walk him. And Bonds walked over 200 times that year. So I think that's the case here. And so has everyone started producing. You know, why, uh, why Fisher Harper? Make the other guy beat him. And, uh, and, and left Harper frustrated and, and Zimmerman very, very frustrated. And I'm sure when they go to Washington, they'll do the same thing again until Zimmerman or someone else can prove that he can, they can beat the Cubs. And, and that's the attitude Zimmerman should have backing up Bryce Harper. True. And if he doesn't and he can't contribute in that way, then of course teams should be able to walk him. It's just like basketball. And they can't hit their free throws, go right ahead. It gives you the advantage. I don't see any problem with it. Either get better or suffer the consequences. Once again, Bob yeah, exactly. Knight, yeah, Bob Nightingale, sports columnist for Major League Baseball for USA Today and also a MLB Network insider right here on Down the Distance. Once again, we thank you for joining us, Bob, and uh, have fun out there covering America's national pastime, the greatest game ever. Love JP it. won't like that. I love that, hey, man. It's he, all good. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Bob, you know I love my football, man, but I'll tell you what, it, this – this town deserves having baseball where it is right now, and I just, I just wanted to keep up because, I mean, we, the Hawks are Hawks are out, and we're so used to talking about the Hawks right now, and we're not. And to see that we have, you know, mini camps starting with the Bears for rookies this weekend, but to see baseball where it is right now in Chicago, it's got this town just buzzing. And to me, that's what it's all about. No matter if you're a North Side fan or a South Side fan. Yeah, I wish the uh, yeah, the inner city series would uh, be earlier than July. So that'll be that'll be fun. I already made my hotel reservations for it. And I was messing around the other day to made hotel reservations for an all Chicago World Series. Just <laughs> that would be something. Everybody remembers the Subway World Series in New York. It didn't get quite the uh, attention, but I think this definitely would in uh it has been so long for the Cubs, I, I think you have most of the country pulling for them just to end that curse, just like they did for the Red Sox when they finally won in uh, 2004. All right, Bob, we appreciate your time, man. We'll definitely talk to you soon. Have a great day. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. Jared Payton, Sean Davis hey, here man. on Down in Distance. He talked about the White Sox. Look, in the grand scheme yes. of, a all, of an all-Chicago World Series, we have to worry about the White Sox. It's not the Cubs, regular season-wise. Oh, yeah. For the regular season, the White Sox – it's kind of tenuous. Five games up right now in Cleveland. Kansas City struggling. They have injuries. I believe Kansas City will wake up just because of the structure of their team and their champions. Right? Mm-hmm. 
the Dodgers and the Giants, they're doing what they're doing. To me, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Mets, that's who you have to worry about. I don't worry about Dusty Baker and the Nationals for the Cubs. The American League, Baltimore's doing what they're doing. Yeah. As he talked about with the Cubs having a chance to go out there, a role as Chapman and also Andrew Miller, the White Sox go into New York with Quintana and Sale the first two games. And we need to go up Quintana, go up listen, in there. They're struggling. We need to I go in there with the brooms out. Listen. Immediately. I didn't even get to ask him about that. Oh, the, Quintana the, has been I wanted to talk about just oh. how he's probably the most underrated pitcher right now contract I mean, friendly friendly everything last off season people you, were talking about trading him and, and to see what he's doing get better no do you understand i think we have Wait, hold, hold up what's hit what we the might record? have the second cheapest one two punch in major league baseball wow because sale his contract is still very equitable along with quintana's the dividends we're getting it's crazy for what we're paying it's absolutely insane, especially when you're talking about what Jake Arrieta it's, might be walking into. Man, it's, that's scary. I mean, what it's, they're going to pay next year if Arietta and Lester are still on board in comparison to Quintana and Sale? The, just, just oh, that's it, it, he's filthy money. But long term, though, I mean, you gotta you gotta pay you gotta pay Arietta, but long term, I mean, it's. That's what's so crazy about baseball than any other sport, fam. Right, pay the like, man his money. Like the Strasburg getting his deal. Like, I get Boris being like, listen, man, normally doesn't do that. But listen, Strasburg's like, man, I don't know how much longer I got. I don't know how much longer the arm's going to hold up. Let me get this money right now. Let me take this 15 mil for the next couple of years and then 10 mil? Are you kidding me? That's that guaranteed It's that money. guaranteed money. That's that NBA Eddie Robinson don't so, do it, anything so, so up, Chicago so it, Bulls money. But hold up. Does it even cross your mind when you start to think about, and, and we talked about this on Sports Feed the other day, was is with the PEDs and guys getting busted. Shout but, out to Raul Mondesi Jr. They just got listen, busted for 50 games. They're getting busted, but they're also guys are getting paid and getting busted, and like the, the fines are minimal. So it's like the reward – the risk reward for that is just yeah the reward if you can take what you're gonna take to get this money. And There's no they, way you thought D Gordon. He doesn't look like it. PEDs. He doesn't even look like it. What is he taking? It must be that. It must be that stuff. You remember the? Uh, yeah, but he did hey, leave up. L.A. and go to Miami, hey. and all of a sudden become like the best. Hitter I know. I'm just looking, but when you look at him, the, whatever these guys are taking, you remember that stuff you used to get back when you were a kid. Remember the tank? Uh, no, it was not the tank, but remember the, the dip sticks? Where you yeah, used, to, yeah, where yeah, used yeah. to have the white stick? The fun dip. The fun, fun dip. dip. It used to be like, mmm. Right, right. That's what these cats are taking now. Oh. They're taking that it's fun in that dip. form now. Yeah, they take it now. No more needles. <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's it's fun right now to be a Cubs fan and a Wouldn't Sox it be fan. funny if a scientist actually came up with an idea called the candy store for athletes? That wouldn't be good. And everything was in the form of like now, laters. Chico Sticks. Shouts out to Michael on Facebook Live, man. He just Laffy said that. Laffy Taffy's. Sales of beasts, man. I mean, that I think that's it. So, I mean, he just put, throwed it out there. Could you imagine? If if you're talking about one game, you need you need to win In one. In this town? Yeah. You know, just, I'm going to give you two pictures. You need to win one game. Who are you taking? Sale or Arietta? One game, sir. 
I'm trying to be objective. I know, I know you are, and, and listen. I'm this trying. is why. This is why I know you will. You will give me what I need right now, because you take off your socks hat, and you're just really gonna just look at both hats and say, okay, you, you'll look at objectively, and I appreciate that. Most people wouldn't when they're a fan of one team. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see, but if you're on Facebook Live, you could see him thinking about this. I mean, he's. Am I at home on the road? Oh, um. Give me the specifics. Is this a game one? Is this a game seven? Am I at home or am I on the road? You know what? I'm going to say you're at home. I'm at home. I'm going to say you're at home. Game one, game seven. I guess game seven because that's where it really counts. If if I'm at home and it's a game seven, I'm taking sale because I still believe in the uh, Billy Goat curse. Until it's broken in big games, there's no way I would take a Chicago Cub pitcher. In right. a big game. On the road. No shade on Arietta. On the road. But something's going to happen. I get you. But I on, just feel like something's going to happen. Switch it up. On the road. I think the splits for Arietta will probably be better on the road. He's I think beast. both of his no-hitters are on the road. Yeah, we need one of those back. At yeah, Wrigley. so if you're talking about on the road, yeah, I probably would go Arietta. Okay. I knew you would be objective. See? I appreciate that. Objectively specific. You got to love that. You have to. I mean, you have to. As always, man, we love, appreciate you guys coming on and joining us here on Down the Distance every Wednesday. We get a chance to talk. SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter. Follow us. Also, the podcast, if you want to get some old podcasts, that's at D-A-D pod on Twitter. So, man. Always good to have Bob Nightingale on with us, man. Listen, so much fun. Don't go anywhere. We got more downs for you here on Down the Distance. As always, we convert here on DAD Pod. We were here, now we're gone. Peace.